0: Become greater one on the inside of you minded. Become greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world minded. Think about, dwell about, shout about, rejoice about, dance about, get happy about this great God who lives inside you. He will never let you down. He will never, ever relax his hold on you. Our great God said that my grip will never slip on you. The greater one. The greater one. The greater one. Christ in you. Christ in you. He is the expectation of the glory of God. Becoming Christ in you minded will bring your hopes way up. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 26 and verse 27. Somebody says, what about your message? This is my message. Colossians 1:26 and verse 27. As we look at that, it says, Even the mystery, which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. I am not looking at a company of saints today. I am looking at a great company of saints who serve a great God. Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages to ages, To whom God would make known. God wants us to know this. He wants us to be aware of the greater one. He wants us to cultivate a God inside mindedness. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory. Our great father who desires to do greater things has greater glory for each and every one of us greater glory means greater goodness. Greater goodness and greater glory means a greater presence of Him in our life. Amen. To whom God would make known. In other words, not known up here, but known down here on the inside. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. We qualify there, don't we? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Becoming God inside minded of the fact that the greater one lives in you, it will bring your hopes way up. It will literally take despondency and discouragement right out of your soul. Those things that you face. Those tests that you're going through right now. Submit them to your great, great father. Turn the care of them over upon him. Let it go and let God show up in his greatness and his glory. And lift you up out of that place of despondency. Lift you up out of that place of hopelessness. The psalmist said, hope thou in God, who is the health of my countenance. Now notice this again. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now understand this, that the word hope there could be translated expectation. Expectation. When we are aware of the greater one in us, it brings us to a place of great expectation of great things. The expectation of his glory. What does the glory of God look like in your home? The glory of God looks like this in your home, where all of your children are taught of the Lord. And great is the peace and the undisturbed composure of all of your children. Why? Because you have put the greater one first and you have released him to work in your home. And you're expecting good things and glorious things and wonderful things in your offspring. You're expecting good things and glorious things in your grandchildren. Don't wait till the crisis of life come to your grandchildren and your children. Pray great prayers. Pray strong prayers. Speak strong words and great words over them the moment they're born. I'm expecting the glory of God in my household. I'm expecting little Eden who lives in Branson, Missouri. To be such a disciple taught of the Lord. To be such a handmaid of the Lord. That when she opens her mouth as a little child. Mountains move. Diseases depart. Debt leaves. And things begin to vanish in her presence. I'm expecting it. What does the glory of God look on your finances? You serve a great God. His name is not El Chipo. His name is El Shaddai. He is not the God who is less than the least. He is the God who is more than enough. What does the glory of God look on your finance? Look on your finances. Look with me at Philippians chapter four and verse nineteen. Hallelujah! Look at your neighbor and say, we're serving a great God today. We're serving a great God every day. Hallelujah. Notice this in verse 19. It says, but my God, in the context of what we're talking about today, my great God, my great father, my father is greater than all. That's the God that Paul was talking about. That the church of Philippi, Paul saw this great, great God come through for him in the midst of poor and poverty in his ministry and in his life. And he said, but my God shall supply. Did you know that your great father has an abundant supply? That he has vast resources? That he has great rewards and he has abundant compensations for you beyond your job. Yes. Yes. Beyond what you have in your savings account. Yeah. Amen. I have a supply. You have a supply. But my God shall supply not half of your need. Not most of your need. But my God shall supply how much? How much? All All your what? All your need. So we have a great scripture from the exceeding great and precious promises that we receive and believe and meditate on and speak and say and live and act on. My God shall supply all my need. All of it. Now notice how he does it. He does it according to his riches. Does he have riches? Does he have more than more than enough to meet your need and the need of everyone on planet earth? He absolutely does. And the reason why everyone on planet earth is not seeing their need met is because they have not yet given their life to this great, great God. But my God, he shall supply all your need. And now here's how he does it. He doesn't do it according to what you can do. He does not do it necessarily according to... To your intellect. He uses your intellect. He takes what you can do. He takes your natural and puts his super on it. And there you have supernatural provision. He will supply. He will supply all your need. Now notice, according to what? Ooh, according to what? His riches. And where do these riches come from? They come from in glory. Listen, folks. There's riches in the glory of God. There's abundance in the glory of God. Come into contact with... With your great father's way of doing things in the kingdom of God, become a seed sower, and then you will become a harvest reaper. Hallelujah. Amen. Say it with me, I am a seed sower, and I am a harvest reaper. You see, it's according to his riches. He has a way of getting to you what you need. It's a higher way. It's not according to this world's way. It's a way of the kingdom. And the way of the kingdom is seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things Mm -hmm. shall be taken away from you. No, he said, all these things shall be added unto you. When your great, great father says, I will meet all your need according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus, you will not have to add to yourself. He will add to you. He will add to you. He will bring what you need. And even what you desire, but it will not be as a result of living a life for yourself. It'll be as a result of living your life for a great God and striving for greatness in your life. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, My God God. does does supply all of my need. According to, riches, according to his riches in glory, in glory. By, Christ by Christ Jesus. Notice again, in glory. in glory. Christ in you. The hope of glory. So what does the goodness of God and the glory of God look like on your finances? I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like that you are blessed to be a blessing that you are not just experiencing an increase of His greatness in your finances to hoard it up on yourself. But you are experiencing a greatness of influx, of increase in your life to be a blessing. And what that means is this, having more than enough for yourself, and for your family, and more than more than enough to be a blessing, and to be a person that is a vessel to give unto others, yeah. Yeah. folks. That's life. Yes. That's living. Yes. So, so, "Well, Pastor Mark, you know, I'm, I'm I'm believing for a car." Well, I agree with you. I agree with you for your automobile. Well, I'm believing, you know, I'm believing for a home or I want to buy a condominium or I want my family to have a townhome. I want my family to have a home. These are godly desires. These are good things. But don't wait until you get the manifestation of your car. Don't wait till you get the manifestation of your home before you start sowing seed to others that are believing the same thing. A great person who trusts God greatly will sow seed into other people's lives that are believing for the same thing. Good, seed is important. You get wind of somebody that's believing God for a car, go give them five bucks. Go give them 500 bucks. Go give them five thousand dollars. it 's not the amount that counts, it 's the heart that you have in you're sowing and believing for that person to get their manifestation. And listen folks, what God has done for others, he will do for you. I said, "What God has done for others, He will do for you." I had an associate pastor here for ten years. Uh, named Ralph Frugaletti. We used to call him the Iron Man. Remember, PT? <laughs> Pastor Ralph, good man, great man. helped this church greatly. He served here from 1982 to 1992, and then he uh, started a church out in Tracy. Great man, good man of God. Love, Brother Ralph. He was faithful here. He was faithful here. And I just want to remind you that the Bible says... That faithfulness is a key to abundance, what do you mean proverbs twenty eight twenty look at proverbs twenty eight twenty How many of you ever believe in God with me today? We serve a great good 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 father amen proverbs twenty eight twenty notice this verse of scripture. it says here that a faithful man shall what a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Notice it doesn't say that blessings come automatically. Blessings come through the vehicle of faithfulness. Be faithful. Be faithful in the race that Jesus has given you to run. Be faithful in the service that he has afforded you the opportunity to serve in the household of faith. Be faithful to bring your tithes. Be faithful to encourage others. Be faithful to be a seed sower. So Ralph, for 10 years, was very faithful. He was part of the original group when we came in 1982. He taught on the ministry of helps excellently. We understand that we can define helps by this word, having enough loving people serving. He taught on things that I wouldn't teach myself because sometimes pastors... Have a difficult time standing up and encouraging people to serve their pastor. Because it seems kind of like it's self gratifying. But he would talk on subjects like seven Bible ways to relate to your pastor. I can't teach that. I can't stand up here and tell you, you better respect your pastor. But Ralph did. Pastor Tom's done some great teaching along those lines. Pastor Nancy has. Ten years. He received a, a decent salary here. Certainly not a salary that you'd receive at Google or Facebook or something like that. He received a decent salary. But something happened for Brother Ralph. Something happened that he may not have seen coming. How many of you know that you don't have to see everything coming? Just know that it is coming. If we could see everything that was coming and everything that God had for us, it would knock our socks off. And it would not require us to walk by faith. If you could see the next steps and the next steps and the next steps and know it already your faith would not be required. And this is why 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I just have this word for you. You're doing good. Keep walking. Keep singing in the dark. Keep rejoicing. And let the entrance of my word lighten your path. Let my word lighten you. Let my word go before you. And I will connect you supernaturally to abundant provision. I will connect you supernaturally to divine connections in your relationships. For I am a great God and I am working on your behalf. And even as the song has said, greater things are coming. Amen. Hallelujah. We got people in our congregation sitting right here sitting right here in our congregation that served in households one in Fremont, one in Alameda served in households by cleaning the home and and taking care of the person and and, and making sure they were able to make it to their doctor's appointments and, and cleaning and cooking for years and years and years and years they just did it as unto the Lord surely they were paid Surely they were compensated. But not like the compensation someone would make at Facebook. Not like the compensation of a professional person. But my dear brothers and sisters, we serve a great, great God. And it does not matter whether you have an MBA or a doctor or a PhD. What matters, are you faithful with the tasks that God has given you? For years and years and years serving and not complaining and not whining and not stopping going to church because I'm just flat too busy. (laughs) And when these people passed away, God... Gave our dear sister who lives in Alameda where the, the market is skyrocketed yeah. God gave her that home free of charge <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah Is that true, Ima Stand up and tell everybody that's true Stand up and tell everybody that's true Glory to God It's the truth. Come on up here, sister. Come on, let's shout with with, uh, a Jean. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now you're about 65 now, right? 85. 85 years old.
1: In two months, I'll be not 86.
0: Two months, you'll be 86 years old. This is our beloved Imogene, who has been faithful to the Lord for years and years and years. And I know, and I know, Imogene, you you know, there's been some physical attacks, but some things that you've told me is the Lord not done with you yet.
1: He's not done with me. No? No. Look okay, here, I had cancer.
0: Tell tell about this cancer.
1: A couple of weeks ago, the doctor told me, says, I had this lump. It wasn't bothering me. I said it wasn't bothering me, so I didn't bother it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I went to the doctor, and they, to the cancer, they sent me to the cancer center. And when I got there, they said, uh, you got cancer here. What you going to do? I said, I ain't doing nothing until I talk to my pastor. <laughs> I said, I serve, I'm in a church that we serve God. I said, I, I have to go to them first. So I came and I told them about this, the the church. So I went back here not long ago. She looked at me and she said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. I lays I can't sleep at night. So I read and I praise and I said, Lord, if you can heal him, you can heal me. And and I'm I'm believing my healing gonna come straight through. And he said, but I said I was sitting there one night. I said, Lord, I uh, I've tried to do everything you say do. I've raised all these children and grandchildren and everything. I said, now you didn't set me in Alameda, and he gave me everything my heart desired in Alameda. Yeah. And he said, I said, now I know you ain't going to take me out. So he didn't. Amen. <laughs> he, I'm here. He
0: didn't. So tell us what happened. Last time you went to the doctor, they were giving you a checkup. And what did they tell you about that cancer?
1: She told me, she said, she looked at me. I went back one third to go get radiation. She looked at me and she said, how are you doing? I said, I'm okay. I go to the hospital preaching. <laughs> I just started preaching at our hospital. The Lord spoke to me and said, you know what? Uh, you stay off in here, or nothing. not tell them about Jesus. <laughs> so I just went to telling everybody about the Lord. How the Lord? How do you handle this at eighty-five? How come you still getting around? You got some everything wrong with you. I said I got a God watching over me. Yeah. I said great I don't. He, he's great God. When I don't sleep, I go to Him.
0: Yeah.
1: I lay up. I got a Bible in the bed. I got books everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Jim Caseman stuff I've been had so I pulled I pulled all that out and went to reading it. Yeah. And she said she looked at me, she said, Emma Jean, how you doing? I'm doing good. I go in there grinning. They says, You know you're strange. Oh, yeah, peculiar. <laughs> yeah, well she told me a strange. Yeah. And she said, You come there you've been been you've been in here all day getting surgery and you ain't stopped grinning yet. I said, ain't nothing bothering me. <laughs> I just gave it to the Lord. Yeah. And I said, Lord, you told me to bring it to you, and I'm, you're going to work this out. Yeah. I, I, I never with him. I done took him stuff, and went back and got it and took him stuff. But I learned, I started watching and reading that Bible. Leave it. Take it and leave it. Yeah. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it. Yeah. And she looked at me, and she said, Jean, how you doing? I said, I'm okay. <laughs> you Okay. I said, I've been okay. She said, she looked at me and I looked at her. She didn't stop to take her eyes off me. You're some kind of tough woman. Tough woman. <laughs> <laughs> God, you tough. Where you come from? I said, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I th- <laughs> I, 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 th- I thought I was going out seven years old and I haven't quit. Yeah. I said, the joy of the Lord is my strength, yeah. so I just keep going. <laughs> and she said. Well, you don't have to come back in here for... She said, you don't have to come back. But I was going at radiation. And I said, Lord, I ain't ready for no radiation. I have to, you know... You I, got th- to do. Uh-huh, I got things to do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and she t- he told me, he said... I said, Carl, I done prayed and asked God to give me my car. They're trying to take my car, but you ain't getting it. <laughs> I'm gonna drive that car long as my two feet is. Come on.
0: <laughs> did you? You didn't drive here today, did you? Yeah. You came I don't with. don't. No. <laughs> so, so, real quick now, what what happened when they told you about the radiation?
1: Well, she told me, "Energy, you won't have to come back here, since they ain't nothing more than you." And they went a little, little Chinese lady. She. She yeah. was trying to talk to me. Yeah. I said, what'd she say? Yeah. <laughs> what'd she say? Yeah. I had to interpret all day. Yeah. She said, you don't have to come back for six months to a year. Yeah. She said, You go home. Praise and Lord. I got out of there. I took, I took the woman's hand. I hugged her. I just be hugging everybody.
0: <laughs> come on. Let's shout amen. Thank you, Ima Jean. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ha ha devil. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me tell you, that's the greater one. That's your great God. And you know, the Bible tells us to rejoice. We are to rejoice with those who rejoice. If you know someone in the church that got a promotion on the job and you hadn't won, hadn't won for 10 years, rejoice with them. I said rejoice with them. And if you know someone in the church that's going through a difficult time and they're weeping, the Bible says weep with those that weep. We are not to be having a superiority conflict, uh, complex and being uh, having a superiority uh, condescending attitude. We're to lift up people, Amen. Yes. We're to be blessings. Yes. So, what does the glory of God look on your look like on your finance? Every need met, yes. every bill paid, and yes. overflowing. Amen. Amen. Now, we've been confessing in this church for years, years and years, that windows of light and doors of opportunity and streams of provision are continuously coming our way. Yeah. We're not just saying that to take up space and to expend a lot of energy. We believe it. Yeah. Do you believe it? Yeah. Do you believe that windows of opportunity are coming your way? Do you believe that doors are opening for you today? Do you believe that streams of provision are coming your way? See, we serve a great God. But understand this, we must not limit him to what we can see. We must not limit him to our job. We must not limit him to what we have or what we can do. We need to take the limits off of him and just open wider hearts and say, "Your Lord, you're a great, great God, and I believe that I receive streams of provision coming my way." Amen. Now listen, we are living in greater days, the greatest days, I believe, that the body of Christ has ever known, and in these days ahead, it's not going to get lesser and lesser, it's going to get greater and greater. It's going to get better. If you were moved by what you saw in the United States of America, you would think it's going to hell in a handbasket, but it's not going to hell in a handbasket. Where sin abounds, the grace of God much more abounds. In other words... Where sin is great, glory is greater. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, glory. I said, "Where sin is great, the glory is greater. Listen, where the test has been great, your testimony will be greater. Hallelujah. Where the mess you're going through has been great. Oh, the message you will have will be much greater. Turn with me to John 14 and verse 12. Is this okay today? We have another lady in our church, Rose Marquez. Same thing as Imogene. She's a day or two younger. She's a little younger. She is younger. She's about Brenda's age, 64 or 65. But she served the same way. The gentleman over there in Fremont. And when he died, he gave her the house. And in Fremont, what used to be worth three hundred thousand is worth about a million. Or eight hundred thousand today. That's God's faithfulness. That's God's greatness. We share these things because we don't want you to limit Him. Now notice in John 14, and notice with me in verse 12. I'm believing for greater things. Hallelujah. Greater things. Greater things. Greater things in our church. Greater things in your families. I'm believing for greater things in my body. Greater things in your body. I'm believing for greater things in our minds. Amen? Greater things. Now notice with me. Jesus, these are from the lips of Jesus. The same one who said that my Father is greater than all. He said, now truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Oh, come on, say that's me. me. Is that us? He that believeth on me. Notice he said, the works that I do. What shall he do? Believers shall do also. I'm telling you what, he multiplied the loaves and the fishes and if necessary, he'll do the same thing today. And he's probably already done it. He raised the dead And we have testimony upon testimony that you all know of. Testimony upon testimony of Smith Wigglesworth. How that multiple people were raised from the dead. We serve a God raising the dead God. He said, the works that I do, shall I do also. Three quarters of his ministry was spent in healing the sick. He said, now, as a believer, you take my name, you lay hands upon the sick in my name, and they shall recover. The key is the name. The key is not your holiness. The key is not your sanctification. The key is faith in the name of Jesus. The works that I do, shall he do also? But now notice this. What kind of works and greater works? Greater works. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father.